Are you looking to take your business or your brand to the next level? Want to make a name for yourself and share what you do best with a bigger audience? There's never been a more exciting time to jump in. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Expert. Unleash your expertise. Your hosts are Terry Trespicio and Paula Rizzo. With their combined media experience and top-notch guests, Paula and Terry will get you ready to shine. Here are your hosts, Terry and Paula. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Expert, Unleash Your Expertise. I'm Paula Rizzo. And I'm Terry Trespicio. And every week on this show, we show you how to tap your expertise and take it out into the world so that you can grow your brand and your business. This week, how do you look like a bigger deal online and get the attention you deserve? Mm, because if you're, not, Paula, if you're not big online, look. Nobody me, knows about you. Knows you are. Look, we're famous on the internet. so We, we really are, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us in a bit is a woman we hold near and dear who we admire tremendously, Cass McCrory. She's a digital marketing strategist, owner of Capra Strategy, and creator of The Subtraction Project. You'll learn more about that in a bit. She's helped both of us with our businesses. She's helped us get our course, Lights, Camera, Expert, off the ground. If it weren't for her, uh, Paula, it would still be in a notebook somewhere. That's right. Um, And uh, she's helped us create our, our free course, which, by the way... Little self-promotion. We can actually, we're giving it hey, away. Why not? We why can not? show you right now. We gave you, it, we created a free course. Paula, where is it? Yeah, it's at beamediamagnet.com. When you go there, you'll get free instant access to our video course. And you're going to love it. It's beamediamagnet.com. Plus, Cass also took our advice and got herself on the pages of Oh, the Oprah magazine. Oh, no big deal. No whatever, big. just Oprah. Please, just whatever. Oh, just whatever. <laughs> so amazing. OMG. That is a very fun story. So we'll bring uh, Cass on in a bit, and uh, she'll tell you all about that. It, it was exciting for all of us, really, you know? I felt like um, I had gotten in. Me too. I was like, wow. <laughs> uh, but we're also going to dig in on social media, Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, LinkedIn. Cass is really, really great at LinkedIn. How do you use it to grow your, bu- your business and your brand? And specifically... You can also boost your media cred using all those things as well. So, you know, we'll, we'll work it out that way. Um, because here's the thing. Producers, I mean, I, I spent a very long time as a producer, and most of my days were spent stalking people. That's what you do. <laughs> you <laughs> get pitched. Is that what your salary went to? It was research, really. <laughs> but you have to do it because as a producer, you're the gatekeeper, right? So you're going to bring these people on. You need to make sure that they're legit, that they are actually the experts that they say they are. And they have something to share. And you know what? Sometimes you find some extra info there where it's like, oh, this could actually be a cooler story than the one you pitched me. Um, so we're going to stalk you. That's just going to happen. Anytime you're pitching media, they're going to look to see what's your website look like. Are you Everything. on social media? All Everything. of it. So, Not just one thing, right? You'll look at Terry, the, 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 the first impression audit. Tell them about this because this okay. is always fun. We always, when we do a lot of speaking together, Terry and I, we always give, we like to give homework. And one of the homework that we give is a first impression audit. Yes. Well, as Paul is saying, you know, Every place where you exist online, if you're on there, Paula will find it. I will find it. And also, Paula, wouldn't you say, too, can't that hide. it definitely can affect the way you see that person because they could write you a great pitch or oh, yeah. just an okay pitch. But if they're really killing it online, you're going to look at them differently than if it's like, wah, wah. Well, if it's like the last time you tweeted was in 2015, I'm like, <laughs> mm. and that happens. Oh, my gosh. So we tell you, this is a little tip, something to try. Here's what we always say. Here's what we always say. (laughs) Do a first impression audit. Get audited on purpose. Yeah, for fun. And what I mean is, there's two ways. Two ways you can do it. One is, we'll say, ask someone in your life that you don't know all that well. Just maybe a colleague, maybe a new contact and say, hey, would you take a look at my social media profile, whatever, Google me, see what comes up and mm. be really honest. What do you see on there? What, what kind of person does it seem to, what does it seem that I'm out there to do when you just look at myself and ask for a really unbiased, unvarnished, not just a bunch of compliments, like tell me what's working and what isn't. But Paul, you can also do this for yourself if you're willing 
to look into the void and question your own worth online. It's hard though. It's, it's hard. really tough to do it for yourself. You know, it is better if you if you do it with someone you sort of pseudo know, you know, like you don't want it to be yeah. too close of a friend. friend. You want it to be, yeah, because they're going to be nice to you and they're going to be like, oh, your website looks great. And then you're like, mm, you talk to somebody else and they're like, we don't understand what you do. So it's it really, it, it's better if you have somebody, you know, maybe a few people that you ask and you just say, hey, I'm going to just give you one. Just look at my Twitter. What do you get from this? Like, does do I seem legit or does this seem like I'm not doing the right thing or is this on on brand? Um, a lot of times you'll be surprised at the answers. So, well, you know, uh, you know all think, of us can I, use this. I think, Paula, that a great way to do it would be to ask like your brother-in-law, someone who kind of knows you but doesn't really know what you do and you've known him too long that he's afraid to ask. This is a great way for him to like dig in and be like, listen, Bob, Take a look. Tell me, what what would you think that I do based just on this? Because it's not based on his judgment or whether, how well he knows you. It's just like, what does it look like I do? And it's if so funny. Can't it's, that's a, it, yes. Clear. It's really great because my husband, Jay's uncle, the other day, uh, we ran into him. He said, oh, I saw you got that radio show. That's so great. That's really exciting. He goes, let me tell you if I think I got it right. And he basically Ooh. told me back what it is that we do. He's like, is that right? And I was like, that, you got it. He I got like, it right? He got it right. I was like, man. This, he's like, I was like, wow, we really did our job. He's like, yep, that's it. I get it. Now I get what you do all these Isn't years. <laughs> oh, my God. So that really like, legit happened to you and I didn't even know? Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm legit in the world now. People understand what I do. That, it's pretty but that's amazing. key. And guess what? You ask some people what you do and no one gets it. Sometimes, as you know, Paula, some experts will say, no one understands me. And they get like really frustrated. It's like that reflects a shortcoming on your part to communicate it because it's not Mm. their fault. They don't get it. If someone doesn't get what you do, it's your fault, not theirs. Mm, That's harsh. She's mean. I'm sorry. She's She's, right. Paula's a nice one. Why do you think she's on? (laughs) Because I'm too much to take on on my own. That's true. You need a nice one. So here I am uh, filling that role. Tell me about LinkedIn and the way you use it and used it to find Mm -hmm. talent. Is it where producers find talent? Well, you know, it depends. So that's the, this is the, the answer everyone hates. Uh, It depends because there are some producers who love LinkedIn, like me. If you linked in with me, I would definitely check you out, you know, move the conversation to email. There are other producers that I worked with at Fox for years who never even opened LinkedIn, right? They had a profile, but they wouldn't even use it. They sort of hated it. Um, So it just really depends. But for me, the way that I would use it is it's another social media outlet and it's a way for you to showcase your expertise. So there's, you can put a blog on there, right? So you can take your blog content and put it on there. Mm -hmm. Now, I might not necessarily follow your blog, but we're connected on LinkedIn. And when you put it up on LinkedIn, it shows up in my feed. feed. And I'd, yeah, I'd found a lot of guests that way. I found some really interesting stories. Like there was one that I did about depression one time where they were giving, remember Special K? Special K was like a big deal drug back in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's horse tranquilizer, right? Yes, yes. And kids were like taking it and getting high, whatever, anyway. So, but now actually what it's being used for in very small doses is to help people with depression. Wait, like legit, legit safe way to do it? Yeah, you, it's you very small drugs? doses. This is going down a path. Be careful. This is not what you thought was going to happen today. No, it's not. Um, but what All happens is... promote Special K. Special K for everyone. So, uh, but the, 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 this woman doctor, you know, she, she wrote about this and I was like, I'd never heard of that before. So I contacted her right away. I saw her. I didn't know her. We just happened to be LinkedIn. And uh, we did a story on it. It was, wow. it was a pretty, yeah, interesting thing that I did not know was happening. So it's like, you know, you're my ears and eyes on the ground out there. You need to be telling producers and editors what is happening in your network, right? Like in, in your field. Because how the heck would I know? What about Instagram? I, I am late to the game on Instagram. I don't go on there as much as some people like just it's the thing they check all day. When As a producer with your producer hat on, were you looking at just people who had like over 50,000 or 100,000 followers? You're looking for famous people, people who are just good, uh, who are just good at keeping up with it. Like, what do you look for when you're looking at Instagram? Well, I know a lot of producers who are looking for cooking segments or for some kind ah. of fashion stuff. Like that's the, the, the go-to has to be, link, has to be uh, Instagram. 
But it's also nice not only to look at how many followers these people have, because of course, you know, the big ones have tons of followers, big influencers. So, you know, if I do a segment with this person, they're going to promote it to all these people and the eyeballs are going to be like through the, through the roof. Right? Does that really affect your decision? That affects it doesn't, it it never did. It never affected my decision, but (laughs) it would please, but it would affect a lot. I I know other producers who that's a big deal for them and Ah. they would really want that. Um, I never cared about that because I also like to find sort of newbies and people who are not as established, but pretty fabulous. Um, And so I sort of like to to find the people who are not so like blown up yet and everywhere, but are, you know, maybe a little bit lesser known, but still have some really, really great tips to share. Hmm. And then of course, Facebook's always been tricky, I think, because Facebook Mm -hmm. is like personal and often is kept private, but then people have their public facing, you know, Facebook pages and I don't know. I mean, I, you know I, what's nice I tend to not Facebook? dig into their Facebook pages. Too much, I don't but. either. But you know what you find out about people is their personal story, right? Because people share more on Facebook about it's not so much about, you know, putting up my persona as a as a business owner or as a expert or whatever that they might put on LinkedIn. This is more about like vulnerability and you can kind of see people in a different light oh. and you're like, oh, that's your story? Like, I didn't realize that that's why you became that kind of doctor or that's why you do this thing or that's, you know what I mean? So you can see a little, it's it's a little bit of a window, I think, in, into the, the person's story, which the story for me is always much more interesting. Why, so you know. if Facebook is the personal story, then how would you categorize Twitter? Especially now since we all have more characters to work oh with. Oh my God, so many more characters. I don't know. I mean, it's just like a headline. Twitter, that's, it. that's right. It's a, it is. It's almost like sk- it's skimming news. I mean, that's where a lot of people get their news, right, is Twitter. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to make an impression, I've always found Twitter to be a little chaotic, personally. Yeah, because but, you don't use lists. I use the Twitter lists. Uh, then I'm very oh. targeted on who I follow. What I do, You don't do this? No. I don't oh even gosh. know really what you what mean. this is. Okay. <laughs> so here's check certain lists, meaning you're in the mood to list to look at only these people or only yes. curate different. Yeah. Feeds. Well, I did it a lot of times when, you know, when I was working in news because you want breaking news people, right? Because your, your, your list of people that come up when in your feed is crazy. So you have so many things, you can't really find the things that you want. So you use the lists you put specific people on those lists. So like if I was looking for breaking news, New York, I would have a whole bunch of journalists who I knew worked in New York, all the media outlets in New York. You know, um, I remember when we were covering the Boston Marathon uh, bombing, I had a whole Twitter thing with all of the people in Boston that I knew and all of the hospitals there and all the people. So I could curate and go through and at a a glance, just really be able to see, okay, these are the people I really need to pay attention to because they're going to be breaking the news on this story. You could do that with anything. You know, it doesn't have to be breaking news. It just sounds like it's a lot of, I mean, it's a really effective use of Twitter for your part in, in consuming it focused mm-hmm. in a focused way. I think of Twitter as like a lot that's been like gone to seed. Like there's just so much stuff <laughs> growing in my feet. I'm like, what is this? What is that? I almost just get so overwhelmed because I feel like you're forever behind the, how would you catch up with all that? So I, I don't, I get overwhelmed easily. And so I don't, I don't do that. It sounds like you do a lot of maintenance is what I'm saying. I don't know that I have the energy to do that. I like to front load it so that See? then, mm-hmm. It's a lot of pre-planning going on there. It's well, very intentional. Oh, God. I'm already so, tired. I'm tired by this Twitter discussion. <laughs> but here's the other thing. If, and we say this all the time. You want to be in TV. You want to be in the media. There's no reason you can't practice right now. And one of the ways to practice being on screen is to do videos. So YouTube, right? Huge opportunity yes. to practice. Not even like, oh, I'm going to get a million followers right away. You won't get a million followers right away. Well, you, YouTube, but also... Also, now you can do Instagram stories and Facebook. You could do Facebook yeah. Live. Like, there's so many opportunities to just go live anywhere at any time. Hurt, you think that's hurting YouTube at all? Like, do you think YouTube's not as important as just doing more Insta, Insta stories? Nah, because people love on demand, right? Like, I, it's one thing you catch them in the moment, but it's another thing like, oh, I want to specifically find out how to do this one thing. I'm going to go to YouTube put that in and find that one thing. So I think it's just complimentary. Do you curate um, your own little lists inside of YouTube? Please say no. no go right to bed. I'll go right <laughs> to bed if you do that. I, I don't, but you know, there are specific people that you like to follow. But for the most part, for me, it was just very much like, uh, you know, topical. So what was some something that I was looking into? You could find people who were talking about it and then 
check them out because no TV station is going to book you if you've never been on uh, camera before. Absolutely. You don't have to have been on, you know, a, another media outlet necessarily um, for local news at least, but um, you definitely have to have some video of you on camera speaking. And there's no and reason. My iPhone 10 is like the power of an entire newsroom. The camera yes, it's is true. so good. Like I, you can do amazing videos. There's no reason why you can't. In fact, that's what you do. Actually, you help people figure out what the heck to say in their videos, how, mm-hmm. to, how to plan them. I mean, it's not just randomly going on once in a while, right? This has to be a concerted effort. Yes. I always look at this as, as like a little mini show, right? So I help a lot of clients who are looking to do some video and really treat it like a little newsroom because that's what I know. So, I, you know, I'm all about the editorial calendar and consistency and saying, what, what are you going to say? Who are you? Um, and how much do you want to get out there? Because really, you only really need to make a minute video or two minute video to get your message across. Anything more than that, nobody's watching anyway. Uh, so, it, it, you know, you can yes, be very please. streamlined. Please do not do a 10-minute video. Mm-hmm. Unless it's part of a course or a formal offering, 10 minutes. I mean, the longest... The or you're showing me something. Like, I really need to, like, demonstrate how do I, like, upload this thing to, I don't know, WordPress or something like that, where there are steps oh. that I need to know, like a tutorial. Right. Otherwise, no. Okay, fine. A TED Talk. People will sit there for 10, 20 minutes, but that's, like, the length. That's the longest time that anyone will sit there. Uh, But the key is creating your own media and also being aware of the kind of audience you want to attract. Don't try to create media that's for everybody. It's not for everybody. You have a very specific audience you're trying to attract. So customize it to them. Exactly. You want to be able to give them what they are looking for. You want to be the answer right there. And uh, you're going to want to stick with us because after the break, we're bringing our fabulous friend and colleague, Cass McCrory, who's a digital marketing genius and creator of The Subtraction Project. That is coming up after the break. You're listening to Lights, Camera, Expert. Unleash your expertise on Voice America Variety. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine for a minute what it would be like to step onto the set of a show that you've been watching forever, or see your name in a magazine you actually read. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? Well, here's the secret. Those experts you see on TV and in magazines aren't smarter than you. They just know how to get the media to pay attention, and it's something you can learn. I'm Paula Rizzo. And I'm Terry Gispicio, and we've been behind the scenes at major media outlets for years, booked thousands of guests, and have been featured ourselves on TV, radio, and everywhere else. We know how this works. We'll show you how to crack the media code, craft your pitch, and crush it on air. Get our free video course, How to Be a Media Magnet. You'll learn how the media thinks and how to pitch your idea so you get booked. You have something to say, and the world is ready to hear it. Go to BeAMediaMagnet.com to get our free course. That's BeAMediaMagnet.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Lights, Camera, Expert. Unleash your expertise. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Reach us by email at info at lightscameraexpert.co. Now back to this week's show. Welcome back. I'm Terry Gispicio, joined, of course, with Paula Rizzo. And we're talking about how to position yourself on social media and online to stand out because that's where people find you first. 
not only for media, by the way, but also for business opportunities, for everything, for drawing the right crowd to you. And we're thrilled to have with us today, Cass McCrory. She's not only a good friend of ours, but also someone we have to thank for all of our businesses that she has helped get up and online, right? She does like the online version of your life and your your (laughs) business. Cass, let me get a little background on Cass. She's a digital marketing strategist. Her experience includes working with big enterprises like I mean, monsters like Accenture and Avanade. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. They're that big. Omni, Omnetric Group and for teams with, within Microsoft. Hello. She has passion for supporting entrepreneurs and small businesses as they create and generate, this is key, multiple revenue streams to drive the success of their businesses. Her expertise is in, again, making money from what you do and to do that. Money, 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 money. 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 Social media (laughs) promotion and figuring out what the heck you're trying to say and when to say it. So, and also she has a passion project, by the way, which we also want to hear about, the Subtraction Project, which has landed on This I love. Of Oprah Magazine, also on podcasts like The Lively Show, The Big Talk, Cultivating Creativity, and she's a contributor to Thrive Global. Cass, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Well, tell us first a little bit about this, the Subtraction Project, because it's something that basically everyone needs, and also got you an O Magazine. Tell us about what that is and how it started. So Subtraction Project started nine years ago when I was going through a divorce. I realized that my life was not adding up and I would go to Target and I would add a set of throw pillows and I would think, oh, now things are going to get better. I've gotten, Uh, I'd accumulate more stuff. Wait, that didn't work? That didn't work? I know. (laughs) Well, you know... (laughs) It didn't. And so I decided that maybe what I needed to do was actually the opposite of that. And true George Costanza, like inspired, let's do the opposite way. (laughs) I started to subtract things. And sure enough, the more I subtracted, the better I felt. I would subtract physical stuff that wasn't serving me. And then it got bigger. It became the mental stuff that wasn't serving me. And Along the way, I decided I would invite some friends and family on the journey with me and we would do a project. So 30 days of subtracting stuff. And it was a lot of fun to do these projects with these people. And like, honestly, there was 32 people. The first email that I sent out, I think I had shared a last name with almost everybody on the list. at one point. <laughs> <laughs> It was the McCrory subtraction. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, it was every last name I'd ever had. <laughs> and then cousins you know it was not I was not a big deal at all and then you know year over year it grew and this year at our last January project that we just completed we had 11,000 subscribers which is what? amazing wait she's I no joke big 11,000 yes. 11, people. people have done a subtraction project you're related to all of them? <laughs> you know, I have a really big family, but not that big. Um, so, wow. yeah, it's been, and it's all grown really pretty organically where, you know, one person says, I love this. It was great for me. I'm going to share it with my friends next time. And so they'll invite mm-hmm. people to do it with them the next time we do a free project. And we've done projects specifically targeted towards clothing. We've done projects for your whole house. And right now in February, we're actually doing a really interesting one. We're doing a mindset subtraction project where it's our first ever pay for project. Everything has been all give up until now. Yes. They're always free. Interesting. Nine years of giving. Nine years of doing it for free, just because that felt good. I knew, I mean, obviously I help businesses and people monetize all of the time. So I knew that I could monetize it. Right. It just didn't feel good to do it. Well, you didn't rush to be like, how do I make a quick buck off this? It didn't make any sense to do that. You know, I didn't want my mom's $28. Right. <laughs> right. Wait, so tell us, and Paula, I'm so curious about this. I didn't know she does it ongoing. Cass, you do yes, this well, every I've month? Yes, well, I've done it a, a few times with you, Cass, and um, my makeup drawer does not look the same, thanks to you. Uh, neither does, uh, what was the thing that I got rid of that I joked about? Oh, the tea, you know, the, the, the ball, the tea ball that you have that you put your loose tea in. And it was like, one of her prompts one day was like, the tea, the tea ball holder thing that you have, that really just doesn't work anymore. And you end up getting little little bits of tea uh, of, of the leaves all in your tea and it's disgusting yet you still drink it. And I was like, I am doing that. Why am I doing that, Cass? Thank you for giving me permission to get rid of this stupid thing that doesn't work. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. 
it's a big, it's something we all need. Mm-hmm. That's the big piece of it. It's the permission to let go of what isn't working and putting the the spotlight on different areas in your home and in your life that maybe you could create a whole lot more ease by subtracting what isn't working because overabundance of choice is paralyzing. So Let's I just want to get about can we talk getting, about first what, getting media for it? Yeah, I want to talk about how you were able to get it out there. I mean, you had been yeah. had efforts and were doing it on your own. And then we come along and we're like, hey, Cass, could you help us? Like as clients, could you help us put together this course, Lights, Camera, Expert, which the show is named after. We have a course called Lights, Camera, Expert. And um, we said, let's put this together. And you were like, hey, I actually am kind of interested in this. I'm going to take this class. So you took the course. I did. And... You ended up in O Magazine. So tell us about that, because that was a pretty exciting moment, not just for you, but for us, too. I mean, that's great. It was huge. I mean, I I had a conversation with Farnoosh Tarabi, who is the columnist in Oprah, who is doing a piece about, um, you know, the excess stuff and how, how that can be causing you some financial burden and how you can make mm. money off of it. And the opportunity presented itself thanks to your introduction, really, of Farnoosh to say, hey, would you like to be a contributor to this article in O Magazine? And so we had this great conversation and then you get nothing for a little while. You're like, right. this is happening. It was coming out in March. It's months later. And it's also what I said, Cass, I said, we can, no one can say anything until the thing is printed because until you never know. It in the store. And so I was like, it might happen. I didn't talk about it at all because you don't want to be the person that's like, oh, I'm going to be an Oprah. And then, oh, Doesn't wait a happen. minute. <laughs> right. You know, because things get cut. And I understand that from an editorial process standpoint. So I'm in Wegmans, which is the grocery store where I live. And I see the new Oprah magazine and I open it up and there I am. And there are subtraction projects. <laughs> and I'm like, I scream in the middle of Wegmans. <laughs> I, I take a picture. I post it on Instagram. I'm so excited. I, you know, I call my mom. I'm talking I love to the it. Lady, and I was like, that's me. That's me right there. <laughs> um, I love the checkout like, lady was like, it is? That lady was like, this, this lady's off her rocker. You're right. <laughs> but... Yeah, it was a really awesome moment. And then, you know, getting to have it framed in my office for all of my days, you know, Mm -hmm. it legitimized the project for me in a way that I don't know that anything else could have. Well, 11,000 followers is not too shabby. (laughs) Pretty great. But you need both. Yeah, it was awesome. That's amazing. I mean, and, and you follow the steps. You you were out there. You got yourself. You've been doing a lot of podcasts and really getting media for this and doing it in a big way. Um, when when I launched my book, that's when you and I first really met and started working together. Uh, you helped me to capture those readers, those people who were, you know, in real life and bring them online. And there's a lot of missed opportunities that people kind of run into. Talk to us a little bit about that. How do you take somebody from being your fan to potential clients? So take them offline to online. So the first thing is keep on telling people what it is you do and what you offer. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we get so caught up in just the day-to-day minutia that we forget that new people are jumping on the train all the time. And so they don't right. necessarily know what you do or what you offer. And so doing a regular, you know, twice a month, hey, if you're new here, here's what I do. I'd love to talk to you more about X, Y, Z. is a fantastic way to make sure that everybody aboard your train whether that's on Instagram or Facebook, LinkedIn, your blog, wherever, they know that there's an opportunity to work with you more. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting because you're right. People are coming on at all different times. It's not just, yeah. you know, every day you'll get four or five new followers. Those are potential customers in some mm-hmm. capacity. And you've got to let them know this is what I do. Hmm. Otherwise, they won't know. And it's, That's again, very true. it's on us. It's on it's you, the business owner, right? It is, right? Because if you, don't, if you don't promote what you do, then no one's going to know about it. And you, you might think, okay, well, I don't really like talking about myself. Well, then you're going to need to hire a virtual assistant or a social media strategist or somebody that's going to help you do that or do it for you. Mm-hmm. And, right. 
and recognize your own weakness in talking about yourself. Well, that is hard for a lot of reasons, right? Number one, the word promote and self in the same sentence can create a kind of like series of panic attacks for people because they think it means they have to say something they're not, which is not true. You are saying we must communicate what we do, what we have to offer, you know, so that people know it's there. But at the same time, having an online presence in the history of mankind, pretty new. People don't really know how to do it. So when you're, and you look at people's websites and assess their online presence all the time, what do you think are some of, or maybe the biggest mistake that people make with their web presence? I think the, the biggest mistake overall is that they try to be everywhere. And so they're nowhere. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? So people are like, well, I have to be on Facebook and I have to be on Twitter. I have to be on Instagram. I have to be on LinkedIn. I've got to be a guest blogger. I've got to write on my own blog. I've got to do a podcast. I need a nap. (laughs) Right. And so because they feel like they have to do all of these things, they do none of them Uh really well. And that is the biggest weakness I see of people in their online presence. And And that's systemic all the way down to their website. Because when you're on somebody's website and they give you, you can follow me in these 7,000 places, you're really giving no directed effort. Yeah, where do I go to to find you? It's like you're everywhere, but nobody's home. Exactly. So that's the biggest mistake that I see people making. They're not being So then you're saying pick one or two platforms. Like what's the takeaway for us then to do? Identify where your favorite people are, your favorite clients, your favorite anybody, you know, the people you most want to work with. Where are they active? Is it on LinkedIn? Is it on Instagram? Mm -hmm. Is it on Facebook? Where are they? And then be active there. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because I I always would have thought that it'd be like, oh, they're everywhere, but I'm just going to follow them on Instagram because I like Instagram and ignore them elsewhere. But you're saying to do it the opposite way that I'm as the business owner leading the conversation to say, no, no, I'm going to be here because these are where the people I want are. Yeah. Well, right. If you want corporate clients, how do you not go to LinkedIn? Sorry, Mm Casper. Hold the spot on these other channels. You know, if a new social media outlet opens up, so let's say tomorrow, you know, a new social thing opens up. Oh God, help us. I'm going to reserve my name. Right. And I'm going to say, in whatever is the best form of media there, hey, if you're looking for my daily activity, check me out at Instagram. Ah, so you direct them to the place. Direct them to where you are. Because maybe they're going to be, you know, maybe somebody will watch or listen to today's radio show, right? And they'll pop on Twitter. They're going to be like, I'm going to see where Cass McCrory is on Twitter. All right, so they find me on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. I loathe Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Wait, I want to know why. It's just too noisy, and there's no catching up. There's zero opportunity for inbox zero, and I don't. Make make some Twitter lists, Cass. Change your life today. Yeah, you know, even with the lists, I just feel like it's so consuming. I just can't. So I don't even go there. There's a lot of chaos. You know, unless it's a customer service issue, I'm not on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Right. What's over there? You tell people on Twitter, you go, hey, I'm over here. Hey, I'm on Instagram for subtraction project. I'm on LinkedIn for professional development. Check me out in those two places. Let's talk about LinkedIn because you have really, really done your homework when it comes to LinkedIn. What are some opportunities there that we might be able to jump on to stand out? Yeah. First thing is having a summary statement that is written to the person you want looking at your profile. So I don't want what somebody is going to introduce you as at your memorial. This is not a person, past tense. Don't do that. I want everything first person. I want you to talk to the person that you most want to appeal to in your profile. Mm -hmm. First person. Hi. Like I'm talking to you. Like I'm a person. I'm a person. Mm -hmm. You're a person. That's who's looking at it, right? As far as I know, no entities are looking at your profile. People are well, looking. There yeah. might be robots at some point, Cass. Yeah. There's this whole, you know. Yeah, no, but, but it should read like your jacket cover, right? It should not right. read like an article someone wrote about you. Exactly. So you're writing to that person in your summary statement. You want to make sure that first 150 characters or so are really punchy because they have to click the see more button on the profile. Ah. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you've got something going there. 
And then <laughs> adding media to your first experience. So whatever you list as your first experience, make sure that's your primary J-O-B. This is the thing you want people looking at and add media there, whether it's a link to your blog post, a link to your Oprah article, a link to your YouTube video that you just posted. Have a click there on LinkedIn so that people have a next place to go besides looking for the next guy in line. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to talk more with Cass about talking about creating multiple revenue streams to boost your business once you've caught their attention on LinkedIn. So more with Cass McCrory and Paula and myself. That's coming up after the break. You're listening to Lights, Camera Expert, Unleash Your Expertise on Voice America Variety. We'll be back in a few minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Imagine for a minute what it would be like to step onto the set of a show that you've been watching forever or see your name in a magazine you actually read. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? Well, here's the secret. Those experts you see on TV and in magazines aren't smarter than you. They just know how to get the media to pay attention. And it's something you can learn. I'm Paula Rizzo. And I'm Terry Gispicio. And we've been behind the scenes at major media outlets for years, booked thousands of guests, and have been featured ourselves on TV, radio, and everywhere else. We know how this works. We'll show you how to crack the media code, craft your pitch, and crush it on air. Get our free video course, How to Be a Media Magnet. You'll learn how the media thinks and how to pitch your idea so you get booked. You have something to say, and the world is ready to hear it. Go to BeAMediaMagnet.com to get our free course. That's BeAMediaMagnet.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Lights, Camera, Expert. Unleash your expertise. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Reach us by email at info at lightscameraexpert.co. Now back to this week's show. Welcome back. We are here talking to Cass McCrory, digital marketing genius and founder of The Subtraction Project. Uh, I'm Paula Rizzo alongside Terry Trespicio, of course. And uh, we're, we're digging in on LinkedIn a little bit here. And uh, Cass really knows this stuff really well. But, you know, Terry made a good point during the break that... Um, This should not be just an online resume, which is what a lot of people think when they think LinkedIn, right? Mm -hmm. They think I'm going to take my resume and I'm just going to put it on this web page. That's right. I mean, I kind of thought that like until we just said it. So Cass, (laughs) can you set us straight? (laughs) So first of all, if you're looking for a job, absolutely have it mirror your resume because when you're looking for a job, you want to make sure that any recruiter or headhunter or HR professional is going to see that you're consistent and you're not BSing anywhere by having things look different on your resume versus having it look different on LinkedIn. So if you're looking mm-hmm. for a job, absolutely keep it pretty similar. But if you're not, if you're looking to grow in your expertise, grow in your role, grow into the next role, then you want to make sure that LinkedIn is talking more about the values that you bring to the table, what you love about your work so that you're attracting more of the same or more of what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, We've, I've met with probably, gosh, over 500 executives now one-on-one on their LinkedIn profiles. And the number one thing that I always tell them is go to your skills and endorsements and look, is there something in here that you're being endorsed for that you genuinely do not want to do? <laughs> because that's you don't, great at cleaning out sock drawers. It's like, right? that's true. You don't want to be known for something that you loathe. 
you know, you don't want that to be the case. So, so checking that out. Um, making so what do you do? Delete it? What if someone recommended you for something you don't want to do? Like, she's great at copy editing. Don't want to do copy editing. Delete. You delete it? Mm. Delete it. You thank you. No, thank you. Goodbye to your gift of an endorsement. I, I yeah. delete you. Good day, sir. I mean, it's not <laughs> going to let you know. <laughs> right? So, like, let's say, Terry, you've endorsed me, um, you know, for software organization and I don't want to be known for a software organization. I'm not, I'm going to click the delete button. You're not going to get a notification. Cass doesn't like you and she doesn't like your endorsement. Like that's not what happens. That's not what happens. But it's really interesting because we're so grateful if someone says something nice about us that we don't realize everything you put on that profile is an advertisement for what you do. And it is astonishing. People who really want to change your careers and up ramp up and do something different. They keep putting on there this albatross of old jobs they don't want. So, but you still want to show your path do you just what do you do to, to disguise and yet show that you have ex- work experience so I wouldn't include things that I don't want to do you period. just cut them out you just change history out. you yeah. change history wow I, mean, I love it Rewriting editing history you're not being you know I'm not being disingenuous and I'm certainly not putting anything that's untruthful out there but if I don't want to be known for the three-month stint that I spent at this one company, then I'm going to remove that. It's better to have a hole there than an advertisement for something I don't want. Mm. Yes. That's great. This is all terrific. I see everybody right I'm, now is going to be on their I'm LinkedIn. To go update all switching my it up. Me too. I know. I need you to know, look with fresh thing, eyes. You know, instead of having that typical bulleted list of adjectives followed by accomplishments, right. I need to put in there, you know, here's what I learned. This is what I found really valuable about this experience. And honestly, that has driven so much inquiry on my own profile and on the people's profiles that I've worked really? with. Yeah. Because the resume speak means nothing. It yeah. Means nothing. Nobody cares. And being Everyone glazes over. Yeah. Like, can you put, you just said, I want one last thing on this, to put something at the top, right? That is the thing you most want to do or the big J-O-B, even if it's yeah. not where you make all your money, if you're growing, you can do that. It doesn't have to be the most recent thing, even if you're not yeah. a fan of the recent you thing. You can reorder, click on those three lines to the right, drag it on up, reorder. I am clicking edit as we speak. I know. I need to redo mine. Mine still says that I'm the senior health producer at Fox News. Paula, why don't we do a little, uh, why don't you and I do a first impression audit on our LinkedIn's? We're going to have to do it. That's because we're giving you know ourselves what? homework now. You, yes. you, you're normally you'd be like, don't ask your friend. Oh, you can ask Paula. Even if <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. Oh, she I'll tell you straight. Her. She'll be like, oh, you look like a I loser. love I love to edit anything. That's my thing. <laughs> I will edit it down. Anything you have. She's Cass, I want to. <laughs> I'm about to edit history right now. Cass, I want to cut right to the chase. Yeah. Money, 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 money. Yeah. How yes. do we make it? Take us through the multiple revenue streams model what does that mean? I mean, we know, but not everybody else approach knows. It? How do we do it? It sounds like a lot of work. What should we be doing? So the first thing you want to look at is one-to-one selling. So what can I, as a person, offer to one other person? Mm-hmm. And start offering that now. Before you're super comfortable, offer it up for free, offer it up for a low cost, offer it up and mark it up and up and up and up. So that's your, if, you do, if you're not making any money from your situation right now online, start with one-to-one offerings. Got that's, it. That and will then, take up all of your time. And then when you're tired of that. <laughs> but then once you learn what one-to-one looks like and what people need and how you are the best resource for them, now you can think about how to put that into a one-to-many environment. Mm-hmm. Whether that is small group, online course, email distribution, membership site. But until you have the one-on-one experience, it is incredibly difficult to design something That's for right. one-to-many because you don't honestly know what works. Right. That's true. You have to able. work out your material. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, the next revenue stream that you can add on top of that is affiliate. So mm-hmm. who would benefit from the same people that I talk to. You know, is that a peer that's offering a complementary product? You obviously don't want to get into competitive products. Mm -hmm. But let's say, you know, um, an example for this is Subtraction Project. So Subtraction Project is, you know, great in this way. It helps people subtract. But I don't do a whole lot about people adding things. (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of against the mission. Of yes, that. right. That's exactly. kind of not what she does. Yeah. No. Right. So the thing that I would say in this situation is, 
you know, there's a lady and she does, um, uh, what is it called? A compact closet kind of thing where it's 30 pieces of your outfit for the season. And she teaches you how to put this together and you can add Mm. pieces. And so she has a course teaching people how to do this and to style themselves in a way that feels more authentic to them. Now that's a great affiliate partner for me because it's complementary to subtraction projects. So my list is going to be interested in this and I can make a percentage of whatever that product sale is by referring people. Right. Right. That's not the same as a referral partner. No, that's different. Referral partners when you're you're trading one-on-one. Exactly. And then you can also make money from sponsorship. So let's say that you're, you've done the group deal and now you've, you would be a great candidate for, let's say it's life insurance. Everybody in my group is now aware that they don't have life insurance. And so now I'm going to have a partnership for an ads email with Allstate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so I have a sponsorship deal with that company to talk to my audience that I have grown across my channels, whether that's email, social, website, however that wants to work. Hmm. So that's another revenue stream. So these are, uh, we're talking about, you know, how to find ways to, you're not doing this on your own, right? There's referrals, there's affiliates, there's ways to find ways, well, there's ways to partner with other people so that you can offer more to more people. Now let's talk about online courses, right? You helped us create our course. We have a course together, Paula and I, called Lights, Camera Expert. By the way, if you want to know more about it, get the free version of the course at beamediamagnet.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where you can go. But also we have our own individual courses. Paula has her own course, Listful Thinking Masterclass. And I have one that helps people figure out what their talk is, their TED Talk, their signature talk called Tap to Speak. So we knew what we were good at, but you helped us think through the course. How do you tell people to think through what a course might look like? So the first thing is, you know, being thoughtful about your audience. What what do they have to invest in a course where what do they want to get out of it and what do they want to put into it? Mm-hmm. That's the first piece of that. And then it's what's the best way to deliver that course? And is it live? Is it pre-recorded video? Is it email only? Is it mastermind group support only? Like what are the tactics that you're going to use to reach your audience? And there's no one best way. It no. really depends on what that, some people, as Paula always says, it, some people are course takers. They take it on their own. Yeah. People live for the group. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Or that some people want one-on-one. That's great. That comes at a premium, right? Absolutely. Um, but what about email subscribers? Because people think, oh, I don't have a list. I don't have, I mean, we're always talking like, you know, the, the build your list, the, build your list, right? The currency online is an email list, really. Um, how, how do you tell people to start to grow that? Because you don't need a huge list no. to, to really do well. You just need the right kind of people on that list. But how yeah. do you, how do you tell people to sort of, to get that email list subscriber up? So the first thing to do is to ask the people that you know, mm-hmm. and then to ask them to ask their people, because, you know, the people that you consider your ideal clients, they are friends with your other ideal clients. That's just mm-hmm. the nature right. of the spider web here. So start there. And then from there, promote to their friends. You know, and on Facebook, you can do the, the boosted posts and you can say to friends and their friends. Mm-hmm. And that's a great kind of starter reach if you want to pay to grow your list. And then from there, you know, look for opportunities to talk to the ideal people, whether that's doing Facebook Lives, doing guest posting on other people's blogs, being a guest on podcasts, pitch yourself in media, you know, be thoughtful about where you want to add and what makes sense for you, but grow your list in a thoughtful way and and you will find the quality of your list is much stronger than say, you know, somebody asked me the other day, should I buy this list? Mm. The answer is no. The answer is no, because you don't know them. They don't know you. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's number one, not legal. Um, it's against spam compliance laws in a lot of places. And you don't know, you know, what you're running up against when you buy a list or how it's been used or how many people it's been sold to. The black market. The email it's black market. Ugly world, right? So, 
you know, you want to grow your list organically. And a good goal is to say, I'd like to have 10% month over month growth. 10% month over month. Yep. So for you, you have had Subtraction Project for nine years. You now have, you said, over 11,000 subscribers. Yeah. It wasn't like 100, 200, 10,000. Like it didn't mm. happen. Or did something really light it on fire that you say, ah, that got me the most subscribers? Is there something you can point to? Honestly, no. I mean, really? I, thought, I thought, oh, I'm in Oprah. I'm going to get a ton of new subscribers. Sure. Spoiler alert, it didn't happen. No. Like, it doesn't happen like that. And that's okay. That doesn't, that's not what media is for, right? It, that's mm-hmm. not diminishing what that opportunity was. It's just that's not the outcome of that situation. You know, we had a big growth. We went from nine to 11,000, which is the biggest growth that we've ever had in the January project. And I really, think, yeah, which is 2,000 people in one month. That's amazing. That's, that's a lot. So, you so know, what I, is that? Like, what do you point to that did it? It was the right timing the right messaging, you know, we did it. I, I only advertised it the last week of December. Mm. So I wasn't talking about it for too long. Oh, before. right. People were ready for it. Yeah. People were in that Short. space of my mm. house is an absolute mess right now because I've just gotten through the holidays and I've, I've only been doing that and they wanted things to be easier and they wanted mm. difference in the new year. And People shared it. I mean, it was shared over 330 times. Mm, that's wow. That's great. So I mean, that's the organic growth. That's is great. what really, yeah, we'll push it over. Well, you and I are very similar with our productivity tactics and all that. And I just love this attraction project. I've done it a whole bunch of times. Um, we're now in March. Uh, and so what is it that you're looking to do next? What is the next subtraction project going forward? Yeah. So the next one is going to be around spring cleaning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, getting people in that mindset of spring cleaning. And then we're going to niche a little bit. So we're going to, really? yeah, which is something I haven't done a whole lot of, but we're going to do a subtraction project for people that are moving. Ah. Because I've, mm-hmm. I heard from my subscribers, I did a survey that a lot of them are in that place of downsizing or moving and they right. don't want to take with them what they don't need. Oh my mm-hmm. God. I need to do the spring cleaning one, Cass. I, I can't believe I haven't officially done one. I think I'm afraid to do it, but I'm going to do it. Uh, <laughs> Cass, you're such a font of information and you're very generous with your time and your gifts and you have a free gift for our listeners. Tell us about that. So if you go to caprastrategy.com forward slash LCE, the lights camera expert, you're going to find three offers. You're going to find an offer for a five minute LinkedIn review where I'm going to give you, I'm going to look at your profile. Whoa. Yeah, I love I'm it. Look at your profile, and I'm going to say you need to fix these three things post haste. Don't mess around. Um, the and then the second thing I'm going to do is offer you a discount of doing the one-on-one review if you'd like to have help on that. And then I'm going to tell you about subtraction project and let you sign up for the March or not the March project, but the spring cleaning project, which will start in mid March. Wow, mm. just to get Cass's eyes on your stuff, I'm telling you, it is incredibly, incredibly valuable. It's pretty, pretty much changed my life and Paula's too. Yeah, so for sure. So go to slash LCE. Yep, Capra Strategy. Cass, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you, Cass. You're the best. I love you guys. You're the best. And for all of you out there, thank you for listening. If you're wondering how you can get in on this media action, maybe get yourself an O Magazine, yes. just like our Cass, uh, you can do it. We have a gift for you. It is that uh, video course that we had mentioned. It is a free video course. And to check it out, you go to beamediamagnet.com. You'll get instant access. Guess who put that website up there? Oh, Miss Cass, Cass McCrory. <laughs> yes. And uh, that's at beamediamagnet.com. Until next week, I'm Paula Rizzo. And I'm Terry Gispicio. And you do have something to say. And the world is ready to hear it. Thank you for joining us for Lights, Camera, Expert. Unleash your expertise. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel for another edition of the show featuring your hosts, Paula Rizzo and Terry Trespicio. We'll talk again next week.